0: You're listening to a Rare Drop podcast. Check us out at raredrop.co. Well, hello everyone. My name is Ricari Austin, and I'm one of the hosts of GCX 2022. That's right. We're already talking about next year. Now we want you to join us at Rosen Shingle Creek in Orlando, Florida, as we come together for another unforgettable GCX. Tickets are going fast, and look, we want to see you. So visit gcxevent.com/tickets to book now.
1: guys, welcome in to episode 12 of Coffee and Shell. I'm Cameron Halbert, joined by my co-host as always, Kesso Paguni. And just like we start every episode, Kesso, we need to know what's going on in your life right now. Dude,
2: my house has been a complete circus or zoo. I don't know what you want to call it. Um, so on Friday night, we picked up a puppy for my brother-in-law. And we're going to give it to him on Christmas, so... You got it as a present? We got it as a present. So he's always wanted one and he's 22. It's not like we're giving like a puppy to like okay. a little kid, you know, but he's always wanted one. There was one for sale that we, we saw somebody was selling on Facebook, uh, German Shepherd Husky Mix. Oh, and respect. It's a very nice dog. So Good we're luck. like, we're like, we'll get it for him. It's a nice thing. He wanted that. He saw the dog and then we were like, oh, it already sold. So we're going to surprise him. Right. Um, so we pick up the dog Friday night. She's adorable. Uh, her name's Bella, and we bring her home and it's just been like nonstop insanity here so far. Uh, she doesn't stop. she has 99 energy all the time, right? Like she's just <laughs> always ready at speed 99 speed, you know, she has wheels activated, it's crazy. <laughs> um, so one of the things we were curious about was like how will Henry react to her, right? Because she's tiny. And we were thinking he would be scared. So they're both absolutely petrified of each other. Uh, (laughs) It it got to the point where like he's he always sleeps in our bedroom. You go down the hallway. Right. And then you go back and then whenever you leave the hallway, you're in the dining room. It goes out to our sunroom and then he can go outside. So half of his times in our bedroom, half of the times like in the sunroom or outside. He's been basically like self trapped in in the hallway. He won't go past it because he knows she's out there somewhere. (laughs) like he just won't leave the hallway and he's probably he he has 280 pounds on her
1: oh man i i feel dude how does henry get up
2: like when he like
1: falls over and he lays down Mm -hmm. like how does he get up he gets up slowly
2: you know like he goes back you help him I didn't no, no, you don't need to help him. He's actually somewhat like athletic for his size. You know, like I always compared him to <laughs> Dustin Bufflin, right? Like somebody <laughs> that big shouldn't move that fast. Um, <laughs> but uh, So he'll get up, he'll put, he'll push his uh, front two legs up and then he'll kind of sit down for a little bit, you know, with the two legs up in the front and then he'll push himself up and he's up, he can run. He doesn't run too often, but you know, as you saw, whenever he ran, whenever it was raining, that classic video, he has speed. But uh, he's just a big baby. He's just petrified of this little puppy. And uh, we uh, we've been getting them close to each other. And he's kind of accepted her now a little bit, but he's still scared. Like he'll look at her. He'll make like a noise, but then he'll just lay down. So uh, this is kind of like a dry run because my wife really wants a dog and we can't have a big one so i'm thinking maybe this summer we get like one of those little like football-sized dogs
1: look at corgi man
2: yeah it would be perfect CJ has
1: a corgi i actually got to meet milo milo's pretty cute they're loud though like that's the one thing about small dogs but then stupid me was like oh, i'll get a big dog man they won't bark dude summer got her like she's now tall enough where she's like stands up on our bay window and it's like the slightest movement in my neighborhood and she just whoa 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 like it's just insane and She's also terrified of everything, although she's a big dog now. Like, she'll get all antsy. She sees a new dog. She'll run up to it, and then, like, it looks at her, and she'll just run behind my legs and whatnot, even though she's got, like, 40 pounds on most of these yeah. things. But uh, well, I actually was... took her to training. She's getting pretty good now. I'm pretty excited about that. You were telling me, uh, I think it was, like, a month ago, whenever
2: your your wife went on vacation, and uh, you were like, oh, I, <laughs> you know, it's hard to stream during the day yeah. because of the puppy and i was yep. thinking like why wow, you know it can't be that hard right
1: yeah it can't be that i hard. was
2: alone with this and this is like Dude. you know a tiny dog and i'm like Shh, this dog can't be alone
1: hour hour awake hour and a half to 2 hours of sleep repeat for the first like month the so, first month yeah. is
2: brutal yeah so you said that and i i totally empathize with you now like i finally understand
1: i was not i did not remember it because i last time i had a puppy i was like with my parents so there's four of us really, including my stepbrother. And this time was me and Skylar. There was a couple touch and go days the first couple nights because I dude, She couldn't even sleep in her crate. She The second we put her in her little crate the first like three nights, she would just whine her head off because it was her first nights away from her brothers and sisters. And uh, I literally had to sleep on the floor with her crate like closed, uh-huh. but the blanket up. So like she could actually like see me on the floor for like the first three nights it was awful how awful was that because
2: i i I woke up at four in the morning uh because we had the crate down in the basement and i heard her whining and i was like Mm -hmm. i'm gonna pretend like i don't hear this she's not gonna think i'm home uh i'm just
1: gonna i'm gonna fall back asleep yep doesn't stop man she just it's tough man now now summer so she'll go to bed at like 9 p.m and she'll sleep all the way till 7 a.m Hey, that's like, not but bad. during the day, but during the day, it's like eh, about an hour on, hour off, hour on, hour off, which isn't too bad because now she's big and can entertain herself a little bit. Have she you just ever thought about couch.
2: Um, the doggy daycare stuff?
1: Yeah, but we both work from home. I know, so right? Like but sometimes you yeah. need the time, you know, it's tough. It is tough. There are times we've got like a pretty good system worked out now because I kind of like start streaming at like two now. So it's not so bad. She works until four thirty. So it's not so bad, but we, uh, we we're, we're we're moving along. She's almost she's teed. And now she's almost to like the big girl stage where we can like leave her alone out of her crate. We haven't done that yet because, well, they, like anytime like she I was home from New Jersey and 30 seconds in, she ate my hat like. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, let's we have lots to discuss. All right. You're you're back. You're you're on the normal grind. You got hot champs to play. Uh, but we got a lot of drops and we got a new event we're going to discuss the hut roots which is taking over for winter national um with the new I. we're getting we're seeing the flex of the iihf partnership which i think the card art is phenomenal um we also got a new style a new addition that was community based in terms of uh you know how the new event runs so let's start with the new event first of all um with the new style so again we got the 86 to 92 um upgrade path super lame at this point because it's now literally three events with it i don't think that the the upgrade thing i think that that needs to stay um it allows free to play players to get involved i think that's still a huge w it needs to stay the 92 problem is tough because it is very difficult to get hyped about new cards when they're very similar to the past two events but they did add something that we did request and that was able to pull the highest overall card issue being that you can only pull the 93 via packs, So you can't pull the 92. So you still, if you pull the 86, you still got to go all the way up. There's no way to pull the 92s. So it's like they're almost there, uh, but not quite. But give me your thoughts so far on the new event and the new style of it. Yeah, it seemed like they were, <clears throat> they listened to their feedback, right? Because that was yeah. that was my
2: biggest complaint. That was your biggest complaint. That was a lot of people's mm-hmm. biggest complaint was the fact that packs ended up being worthless in my opinion right yep because if yep. you pulled a master set player you got an 86 overall yep. um so i'm really glad they fixed that um i didn't realize so you can you can pull the 86 like uh using dry as an example you can pull his 86 master set player or his 93 yep yeah you can pull both Yes. okay that's kind of disappointing I, I would hope that it would only be the 93 um yeah exactly yeah yeah so i mean there's still room for improvement I like the player choice a lot more than uh, the last event. This made sense, at least. Yeah, it did, right? Like, I mean, yeah. almost anything would make sense for this event, but this made sense. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, I thought the player choice was great. We were at spot on. I mean, we were talking about it for a couple of weeks. Drysaddle's going to get an yeah, MSP we soon. Knew he, yeah, like, yeah. they weren't giving him cards. Uh, anything. So, yeah, exactly. Um, so I really like the event. I like the player choice. Uh, it's cool to see Sergey Zubov get a card. Cause, that like, is dude. cool. Yeah, it is, man, because he was awesome like yeah. he just racked up the points for years so yep. uh i mean i love the player choice i think it's a good event
1: no i agree too i, <laughs> I love this event uh, as a whole i do like the player choices i think it just comes back to like the same issue so like if you got Bowen and byram in that first event like there's no real need to go and get sergey zubov or, or sorry no real reason to go get bo Me- i think bo Meester, his ninety two not it's basically Bowen and byram he's a little bit bigger his 93 however gets like distributor buzzing and workhorse and just very good i think that that one's that one's the clear best card but it's just so similar mm-hmm. all these cards i mean i think that why we get so anth about events is that it's not just random prime times or team of the weeks or x factors like i want a cool new banger card to go chase and all of these being so similar it's like man it, it it's Something that happened in Shell over the last couple of years with the gold collectible system, where it's just kind of content got stale. That was because of the events; they were the events worked and operated the exact same way for years. But now it's like it, I appreciate them keeping everything close together and not letting overalls run away, and, and you know, and getting to the end game very quickly. But they've got to figure out a way to to make cards a little bit more exciting. Whether it's they all get a crazy amount or overpowered. X factor abilities and while they they're not shy on those. It's just again, like I, I just think that it's um it's definitely the best of I mean I still think the under twenty two event was one of the best ever. And, and all those cards, at least they're still relevant because there's no real need to get these uh I mean that dry cycle, if you look at the 92 dry cycle, right? You get that right now. Let's see you pack the untradeable I was doing mm-hmm. a video when I was explaining my video on this. Um you go look at the stats on that 92 dry cycle, you're gonna pay almost 400 <laughs> k to buy him and upgrade him all the way, right? Yeah four hundred thousand coins. You can go buy the 91 Austin Matthews for like 140, literally the same card. Yeah. So like, it's just, and that came out at the launch of the game. So I don't know what they were doing at the launch of the game where they're like, Hey, let's put ninety ones in. Like, I don't know if that was just to sell it or what, but like when you set expectations, like bang, there's going to be two sick cards to chase the subsequent events that follow which is like man kind of kind of a letdown i don't know so so
2: here's my question for you right because um before we talk about the other thing later uh there are exciting cards to chase in the game right now but like what would what would be the solution here then right so like would it be specific types of players or would it be like maybe there's like 195 overall card in this event or something like like what is the solution there
1: part of it, me like is is very hit or miss. I think this is an overall thing about the game, much like what happens in MLB, where power and contact ratings in MLB, if you play Diamond Dynasty, they go to 125. And the reason why they go to 125 is it allows to keep the overall in check. So you could have a nine, or you could have uh, an eighty, you know, an eighty-eight overall player, but he's got 110 power from both sides of the plate. That's a very very good card, but it allows his other attributes to be much lower. So that the overall is in it in NHL, when you bring the overalls up, because it's a marketing thing, like you can't sell an 86 overall in January and people be excited about it. It's 86 overall. They they see that that's just marketing. The the problem with NHL is that when you bring everything up and it progresses to 94, there's nowhere for them to hide attributes. You know what I mean? So everything's just got to go and get ramped up all at the same pace, which means that as you go, every card is just going to be the same. And they're very safe this year with speed. And I like that. I do. I do like that, but it just, it just, I don't know how you spice up content. I really don't. I think that there needs to be cards that are exclusive. So I, if you're not going to give out or have cards that are vastly different, I want exclusivity then. And the 93s are part of that. The only way you can get them is be in pulling them. But like, let's say you get a, like 50 wins in the two weeks for this event, you get a uh, 92 overall Rob Blake. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? So I think that would change some things because then, well, it's going to be the same. That's a flex card, and I'll chase after that because that at least you know when I score with him you know that's like wow all right respect you went out and grinded 50 wins during that event you know what i mean i think that's the only way to to add it if you're not going to go to the to the 125 route where attributes go above 90 so
2: yeah because other than that i don't i don't know it's interesting because like thinking about this event right like if it was that 125 route um yeah somebody like shea weber comes out and he has like 115 slap shot power exactly he stands apart right yep and it's kind of disappointing because like in this game i i got uh like the new shea weber or whatever i don't uh, so I guess backtracking a little bit, whenever you watch Shea Weber play or played, right, uh, on the power play, teams would be, like, scared. It's like, I can't let this guy shoot. I'm going to block the shot. Yeah. My ankle's going to, like, be broken yeah. or whatever. There's not that feeling in the game. Maybe it's a gameplay thing, but I'll digress. We can move on.
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I think it's, it's always going to be tough with that, with the, the format they have about upgrading cards. But, yeah, it just, it, it, there isn't enough of a separator. So if, if, if the because when people pull these 86s or go to make them they know they've got to spend 400k and that's fine um you know i still think that's a better method than what we had where it was like everyone you know very few people that were free to play could ever take part in an event because they just could never afford the master item but that being said the let's talk about uh, oh just close that up i i think that what they did was good i think that instead of having a 93 card available to be in packs i think you should just be able to pull the 92 um because that just would make it a lot better i think i don't know anyways uh let's move on because we did get team builders and those cards feel different those cards are just Um, amazing right (laughs) it is it is somehow so completely blew me away i did not think we were going to get these until about january uh, because again they've been so safe with the overalls and kept them in check um going into the event or into this release i had pekka danfus um foot and samuelson the bash brothers of nhl 22 um, so I was able to make two right off the rip. Very tough decision I noticed immediately. So Pekka and Dampus, easy turn-in. I thought like that was like a no-brainer, especially if you have Kessler too. But not many people made more than two. And some didn't even make two, but let's let's pretend, let's for the for the sake of the argument or the conversation. Let's say everyone made two and you got the one to trade in. Sergey Gonchar, in my opinion, is like the best defenseman in the game right now. I think that very rarely do you find in Hutt until you get to the end game card that has good size. He's 6'2, good skating, 95 acceleration, 93 speed, 99 agility, and a good shot, 95 accuracy, 98 power. And he's got quick pick, body checking with synergies, can get up to 92, max defensive awareness. Like this is an end game card. You really don't have to upgrade him the rest of the year. So I thought that was pretty easy. Man, was it difficult to justify getting Shea Weber? Um if you had Adam Foote. Like I wrestled with that because I don't know about you, but Adam Foote has been my favorite card outside of Mario Lemieux this entire game. He has felt way better than his attributes. He has been the opposite of what Connor Bedard felt like or Jarom Yager. Uh, some cards just feel better than what they look, and Adam Foote was that. I had a real hard time. Um, but let me know, but I let me know about your you know trade ins and what you did with the team builders and, and if you thought the same thing about Foote.
2: Yeah. So, I mean, I actually, I was excited to get rid of foot. I thought he was a great card. I was just sick of using him. I'm like, you know, like I I have cards. It's like they're burning a hole in my pocket. You know, I I like using new cards. Um, and I did, uh, I I got two of the cards at first. Right. And I, I had thought that you could only trade in Western conference, 90 overall players. (laughs) That wasn't communicated. Maybe. Nope. Um, So you I did, click into the set. Yeah. To see it. So I did the I did west and east. Right. So I did west first, and I had a hard time choosing between Weber and Clefbaum. Um and even Gabrick in there. Right. But I knew forwards are a lot easier to come by. Uh, just in this game, a lot of them have very similar attributes. Defense is always harder to come by, in my opinion. It is. So, it is. Yeah. I was down the Weber and Clevbom. I decided because I was trading in foot, uh, replaced my top right-handed defenseman. So I went with Weber. The Eastern Conference won. I felt that was a no brainer. Um, I forget. Gonchar is clearing away the best defenseman in the game, I think. I agree yep. with you. Um, yep. I might have different synergies activated on him because he has like 99 slap shot power and 97 accuracy. Um, yep. But the, he's already like, he's amazing, right? Yeah. So after I made those, I was pretty close to having uh, the Western Conference individual teams already built again. Yeah, um, I didn't so, realize how close I was either. That's what yeah. allowed me to... So I was thinking like, oh, I can get gabric now. So I went and built Gabrick as well. So I have three of them. Likely going to go a fourth one, assuming that we could trade these in for 98s in the future. But with the current ones that are available, I don't think you can go wrong
1: with any of the defensemen that are available. Like they're no, all I, elite, you know? I'll, I'll say this about Clef Bomb specifically. Uh, I think that the 91 acceleration on him he's got go to go distributor. He's got 93 speed with distributor. Be- 93 speed, I believe. Um, but 91 acceleration. I think that that would just get passed quicker than Gonshar, who's got 95 with a synergy and 93 speed. And he's only two inches shorter. Um, but yeah, I mean, you can make an argument. Six for four, he's, he's going to be very good. I think that, it, you know, it, there's no knock on him. It's just like, I think that was the tiebreaker for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like they're they're very, very good. I had uh, Bowen Byram already made. So it's kind of tough for me to make another one. They were very similar. Yeah, I went uh, I went with Zetterberg. My centers, my I have a God squad for anyone listening. Like probably the best team on PlayStation Five. Maybe I'm sure there's someone out there that's like from like Abu Dhabi or something that has like, you know, Saudi like, you know <laughs> mean? Prince. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but I went. I thought my centers were just kind of w- the weaker position I had. Um, so I, I got rid of Byfield. I I got him up to ninety, and then I was like, "There's no point. He's on my fourth line. There's no point in me spending 140k." So I actually just rented him, and I sold him already. So I, I reverted all my coins down, and I went with Zetterberg. And um, I know you went with Gabrick and um, I'll explain. I, I think what well, we are off before the, for the thing I explained, I really wanted Gabrick at first. But the tiebreaker was because if you're good at center, guys, you, your face off rating doesn't matter. Um, it was kind of explained by Ben Ross that the face off rating in NHL online is mechanic based, not attribute based. The only time it ever comes into play is if you both do the exact same thing, which does give you an advantage. But if you're good enough on the draw, you're not tying up very often. Um, you know you know how to win the counter in the situation given so you can get away with gabrick with i think 76 face-off rating and he's 6 he's got 95 everything 99 all uh, stats so he was incredible the only issue was that he had 91 or 81 defensive awareness and if you're going to play him at center that's a little too low to justify that but As a winger, he's incredible. The only problem, I I would have made him, but I have McDavid, Dushane, Gretzky, and Jack Hughes. So, like, it just didn't make any sense. Zetterberg has been one of my best forwards so far, and I didn't expect it. Like, um i thought that he's average size at six foot for center he has just felt great his shot is automatic for me and he's got 94 speed 92 acceleration 97 agility then like 99 everything else essentially and he's been like my best card outside of mario lemieux so i've loved him so far but you went with gabrick right yeah i went with gabrick and he's been my best card so far like i love using him he's a ton of yeah, fun to use. No- yeah
2: yeah and i think um i like whenever players have Snipe as their uh one of their superstar abilities Cause really it's only sorry, five that's one you like i
1: have it activated on like four players now maybe it's all in my head um what do you notice because uh, for anyone listening it's outstanding skill to settle pucks with advanced wrist shot accuracy off of settled pucks like what give me a scenario when that actually happens the far
2: side wrist shot high in the high high in the zone i don't want to say like high but maybe top of the circle um curl with the winger coming down the ice uh, stop. kind of cut to the middle and shoot far side and i that's whenever i noticed the shot
1: hmm. okay. Okay. Yeah. okay okay yeah
2: so and, and i like these cards because they have not that they're unique x factors right but like you get new cards and they all have a ton of x factors to activate you can pick and choose what you use like that Gonchar having quick pick as a superstar ability um yeah. that's another reason that that makes him one of the best defensemen in the game yeah i agree yeah. So I am looking at the Setterberg now because of whenever I first went through, I was like, ah, I don't think I want him. Same. But it 95 seems safe. Face-offs? It seems safe. Yeah, it seems safe. I, I almost I... didn't realize that. Like, plus you get heart and soul activated. Like he's going to have ninety nine face offs, um, high 90 shooting everything. Like I almost regret not getting him too.
1: It's just safe. Like he, he's like his acceleration is ninety two. His speed is ninety four, which is good. But if you have to think of the cost involved, so these guys, if you don't have any cards, are about six hundred and fifty thousand and rising. Um, and so it's, it's very safe because Gaborik, his speed is just insane. Um, like you're, just, it's basically Connor McDavid, right? Um, and there's just not very many wingers like that. Like if you don't have Evo Duchene, then you're just there's no other option outside of McDavid than him. Um. So like the one thing I want to transition to actually is the market right now. And I think that um, specifically where you need to focus for anyone, whether you're free to play, pay to play is you need to go through your collection. Let's say you're not going to make one of these cards and that's fine. A lot of you guys are free to play uh, and you're not going to make one of these cards and they are extremely expensive. Like there's 600 K unless you've been saving on tradable rewards and you're close, or maybe you made two team builders, um, then yeah then okay go ahead but it's you know the the way that you're the vast amount of coins you can make right now because the team builders are cleared away the best cards in the game and they're much better than the than the um, the event cards that are out right now so no one's really investing in the events uh, because they're not really exciting breakaway cards what you can do is you go through your collection and then you sell all of your, let's say, Arizona Coyotes. You go through and you find your 80 overalls, find what they're going for. I sold like 10 of them for $4,000 apiece. I went through all my 74 to 79s. I sold those for $3,000 apiece. Like, that is what you should be doing right now because you're, you're going to make a ton of coins. Soon these are going to become less desirable. They're going to become a bit easier to make, and they will drop back in price. But right now, it's really, really good. Not to mention, guys, the next event is almost certainly Team of the Year, and you either you, you want coins for that. I know people are like, what about having cards? It's always safer to have coins um, because, well, you can go ahead and, you know, you can collect untradables for those two weeks that Team of the Week is out there to try and, get, to try and knock down the cost, or you can just buy one tradable because usually they end up around a mil. Mm-hmm you agree disagree like uh, do you think
2: that's a smart thing to do i, I think coins are always better <clears throat> um and i think right now you mentioned how you're selling like the Arizona coyotes for like 4k a piece i was one of the idiots that was buying them for like 7k a piece cuz i was yep. like i have to i have I, you know i want to have one of these cards or like the third card right so i think if if you have untradeable cards right now nhl players sell them immediately stack up your coins cuz this is going to be i think until the until the 98s come out it's probably going to be the best time to sell base cards
1: mm-hmm. yeah i agree i think that you're gonna you're gonna see a big drop once everyone wears off on this and you're gonna see a big influx of players soon uh yeah, january that's right. we talked about this is, yeah, january is the highest m- amount of the player yep. base every yeah, the year player base spikes to its highest every year which is very uncommon for sports video games that it isn't the launch but january is actually the highest for nhl just goes to show how many people wait for the uh <laughs> the drop in price to buy nhl but those are usually <laughs> free to play players um and they will get desperate to buy these cards like the the, the, the base cards and whatnot so You know, you can make out pretty easily there. They're not going to be ripping a million packs. But Team of the Year is coming up, and it's something that you need to think about. I did a video kind of doing my predictions for Team of the Year. I think it's pretty easy this year, especially with the stoppages. Um, Actually, let's talk about that real quick, the World Junior cards. The World Junior cards. You take a look at any of them? I have not sleeves. This is all you. Okay, so the World Junior cards for anyone that doesn't know, the 86 overall cards that come out if if uh let's say Shane Wright from Canada and amazing McTavish, if Canada wins gold, they go up by plus 5, their skating goes up by 2.5 to half. Uh if they win silver, they go up by plus 3, and if they win bronze, they go plus 1. So really fun cards every year they've been doing this for a while. But it's very difficult to, you know, a lot of these cards, they you're paying as if they're going to win gold. So the Mm -hmm. Canadian ones they are going to win gold. And if they don't, you lose a ton of value. Um, And even if they win gold other than Shane Wright, there isn't a lot other than that Dickinson from the U.S. who's unbelievable. He's he's probably the only card off the rip you can use right now. He'd fit into your lineup at 86 overall. He's got 91 speed and they have a good shot at a medal. Um that's the one I actually got one for 50k right now. They're going for like 150. Oh geez. Um, but yeah, the only the one thing I want to point out about this event, guys is, is that the lower the the free to play guys that are just starting their team, the lower ones that have no shot like the Swiss or the Slovakian players, their shot totals, their the shot accuracy is like 99 or shot power because junior cards like they they have high stats to start and then they jack it up to 86 it just goes up to 99. So uh, pay attention to that. I made a video on it. Um, some of them you can get for like 20,000, the bare minimum. And for free-to-play players, they they are actually really decent. So um, be on the lookout uh, for that. Um, the next thing we got to discuss is let's talk about the new AP limit. We didn't talk about the AP limit. Yeah, so and that happened so you what, like maybe tonight? a week and a half ago? Was that two yeah, weeks yeah, ago? Yeah,
2: yeah, did yeah. yeah, didn't we didn't talk about that one. And it kind of, kind of came as a surprise, right? Because that was included either with a new event or maybe or something so all of a sudden the ap limit was raised to 40 it wasn't 35 prior um, yeah exactly yeah so what did you think of the limit prior to the increase and then what do you think of the limit now
1: um i thought it was tough once you because we were getting to the point where everyone had a ton of x factors It was mm-hmm. getting pretty tough 40 feels right right now uh, my new approach though is less balanced all heavy loading my first and second forward lines that's like my new thing unless my defenders have so i just got shea weber and i'm messing around with him so this is a bad example but shea weber has shut down bouncer and truculence which is absolutely hilarious because he's got 99 body like it's just that's just fun to me Uh, Mm -hmm. and that only costs five total so that, that's hilarious. But Shutdown, I activate pretty much because it's so so cheap. But, like, for example, I have Wheels on McDavid because he's got 97 speed. I've also got Tape to Tape and Big Rig. So it just makes him, like, absolutely, like, arcade-like. I've got Elite Edges because I figured out some of my gameplay, and Elite Edges is starting to help me out. So I've got Elite Edges on Henrik Zetterberg. And then for Mario Lemieux, I've got—I uh, actually have Snipe activated. But then other than that, everything—any other card that has Tape to Tape, I have Tape to Tape on because okay. passing is just so
2: difficult for you me. You like tape to tape? I do, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I was using that one on a lot of my players, and then I recently switched maybe a few weeks ago to more of the shooting ones. But I'm kind of like at that weird spot where like, I'm not sure what I like using. I know I mentioned, mentioned Snipe earlier, um, yeah. so I have like four players with that. Um, I wasn't using any defensive X-Factors for a few yeah. weeks, and then I went back to it because... We got that increase of five points and like shutdowns, only one or two points, depending on what category it's in. Um, Mm -hmm. And then like you, I was having fun just messing around with like the the Shea Weber card. So I have like 15 points on him because I have like the, uh, the one T activated. I have his thunderclap activated. So sometimes it's just fun to mess around on the game
1: no absolutely like i think that now is the time to try and spice things up if you've got new cards try overloading a player and see what it's like like you know i i don't think i think the one thing i've come to notice is that having them on your third and fourth line it's completely pointless because you just don't see them enough um and, and wheels is so so expensive that unless it's someone like mcdavid or someone like uh, Eichel at 95 speed with his with uh he's got the superstar ability, which is nice. that And then Dushane. Other than that, if they don't have higher than 95, there's really no point in having it on there because a lot of these other defensemen have like 92 and they're just not, you're not gaining that much uh, for the costs involved. But yeah, I think it's fun to just mess around. It's really got to fit your play style, too. So that's what I've come to know. So I've mentioned on this podcast a bunch of times on my streams and on YouTube that uh i've been really struggling this year and it hasn't been you know it's it hasn't been me blaming the game it's just i haven't been able to adjust to the new games meta and in the way that it's played because it's so far different than 21 and 21 was my best game in the last like four years um and i've been really struggling this year against players that i really shouldn't struggle against um but i was playing a player by the name of aves uh he was a he almost made gwc last year he lost a promo for the islanders he's um, a very good player i played him yeah, a lot I've, uh him and i warmed up a lot last couple
2: against, years. Yeah yeah, him and I warmed up a lot preparing for GWC last year. Very nice kid, too,
1: by the way. yeah, I've like, I've been great playing player, him for better year's player, you know. A great great and, player better person i said that wrong <laughs> he's uh he's he's really taking the jump it kind of reminds me of Dodzy last year um where he's was very good he was like a what i call a hut hero where he very good at hut but hasn't done really much in esports um i think this year he's gonna do very very well um, but i played him and it was when i don't know what it is but every time i play someone i know i have my best games i can't beat the guys that i normally would beat but or should be but i i can't i can always give the good players a decent game And I lost by one in the last minute of the game, but the whole game he was just l2ing around my net and a lot of people would be like well yeah obviously but he wasn't just doing the l2 while holding x and, and doing like the normal spins he was doing it uh spinning the other way and basically what he was doing is going behind my net and just going and spinning different directions until i just stopped or put my focus or took one step and he would just spin around me um and, and fire back door far side and i started being like okay i'm gonna live on l2 in the corners And it has been the difference. It has been my, I've now figured out. Now it takes quite a bit, in my opinion, to know what way your player is going to spin. That's like the one thing. And because I don't really spin without holding X, um, it, it's been kind of awkward in some times. But yeah, I, I also watch Junior Pens and he spins like literally does a full spin almost every time he passes on the bl- on the goal line. And um, it's worked for him. And now like that's really taken uh, my game to the next level. I feel like I've been able to control play a lot longer, a lot more TOA. I'm not just looking for that backdoor f- pass um, without motion because everything was getting intercepted. I was getting skill zoned. I had no way to beat it. And now I I've, I've figured it out a little bit. I had you know much better run, uh, 15 wins and champs again and just much easier now now
2: whenever you say spin are you do are you referring to the spinorama are you referring just to the l2 like
1: half spins like holding down l2 and then x so that you spin the opposite way protect the puck that kind of stuff okay back skate towards the net with your player um and then you know basically come out of the spin when they make that first push towards you okay yeah and that's been that's been my you know now now i'm starting to heat up a little bit
2: good 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 to hear i know i know you weren't having as much fun as you usually do playing the game right so
1: no it's been a struggle and now uh yeah now it's been now it's been a lot more fun what about you how was uh how was your hot champs this weekend it was okay uh i got 17
2: wins i know for a lot of people they're probably like yeah i got 17 wins uh the first time i usually say this type of thing um i don't think i deserve to lose any of the games uh (laughs) it's like i I had this game where I, i gave up six goals and like three or four of the goals I gave up were like me blocking a pass and it just hit off my guy and went to the net. Um, Oh, brutal. Yeah, EA just wasn't on my side. Uh, I probably could have played better, but, um, you know, it was my first week back, right? I took a week off and that's like an eternity in this game, I feel like.
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely. Gotta get Uh, the thumbs warm for sure. Yeah, so
2: are you, I'm assuming you're the type of player too where you're better if you're playing like, you know, five games a day maybe or four games, right?
1: Yeah, I think that when I struggle though, I tend to not get away. I get really annoyed when I'm losing on a losing streak and I'll just kind of fight my way out of it. And I find that if I take a day or two off and come back, I play much better than when I was on it. Mm -hmm. I think that when you're tilting, you go back to those tendencies that you have like one or two moves and that's all you're trying to do as opposed to trying to react and dictate how the game is going game to game. Um, but, yeah, I find that when there is a kind of a break, if I'm struggling, um, it goes better. But, yeah, usually when I'm on a heater, I don't like to stop.
2: Yeah, I feel you on that. Like whenever whenever I'm losing, I just start to play like an idiot, like and I, I can't control it. You know, like I, I need to know when to take a break. Uh, so sometimes the breaks help. Uh, sometimes they don't.
1: Oh, absolutely, man. Um, let's do some questions, though, bro let's yeah. see some questions let's get into the questions from reddit guys if you are listening to the podcast go and check out the Hut reddit uh, i post the it'll be uh nhl Hut podcast uh coffee and shell episode 12 um we answer all the questions from that thread on the next week's episode so let's go ahead and answer from this one uh, from this last one all right
2: i'm going to try to battle through reading this uh my reading skills are really bad according to this podcast uh so not mike c has said i have a question and a proposition regarding the rivals reward structure right now it appears that players don't feel rewarded for being in higher divisions and rivals which leads to either players tanking the fall into lower divisions or matchmaking abuse to get max rivals points and rewards what i would like to see is that the main online competitive mode should reward players for finishing in higher divisions and playing against tougher competition ranks should reset every few weeks like they do in rank seasons in the show so you have to fight your way back up Rank should take into account the opponent's skill level so you won't be tempted to beat up on weak competition only Rewards should be significantly better the higher you finish and not be subdivided within the division, meaning that a D1 player can never get worse rewards than a D2 player. That way, people can't tank for easy wins. Um, D3 right now, divisions are just a status symbol. I understand why you would be annoyed that the Division 4 player could potentially get better rewards than a D1 player that can't play as much. Those rankings need to mean something, and also you should be rewarded for playing and beating quality opponents rather than just piling on cheap wins. Sorry for the long post. Thank you for taking the time and doing what you do. Mike C., indeed it was a long post, but I will say, Mike, I completely agree with everything you say. Um, It's something that um, I think I can talk about, and I know you have two sleeves. We've We've brought this up to EA quite a few times this year, definitely in the past as well. I don't like that the structure is solely based on getting the five goals. It doesn't matter who you play, right? All that matters is if you get your five goals um, and you win the game, right? So if I'm playing a good Mm -hmm. player and I win two to one, I should get the same amount of points. Um, I don't like that, you know, rank and stuff's not really factored in. Um, I think there needs to be an overall on the the system. I like what you said about the fact that uh, a Division I player should never get worse rewards than a D2 player. I completely... I think I completely agree there. I'm not saying I don't want to say a D1 player should never get worse rewards than a D2 player, maybe like a D3 or D4 player. Um, but the system does need overhauled sleeves. What are your thoughts?
1: I agree. I think that it's just it's very lazy and there's no innovation, which is a common theme in hockey ultimate team. Like it is just it, it, it has gotten no love and it has been the exact same since launch, basically, of like launch of rivals, which is a couple of years ago. And yeah, it's becoming a major issue now, especially with the four consoles, because you've got kids that, you know, if you're in Division One, you just can't find a game because that's like, you know, 5% of the population in the game in the entire console, maybe. And when you split the console in four different ways, that's even less players. So I don't see, I don't, I don't blame them. You just can't find a game for a lot of them. Now, mm-hmm. a lot of them are, if, if you're saying that, you know, they can just drop down and get easier matchups, that kind of sucks too, but they should definitely be getting the highest rewards. There should be something for getting a div one. And then the problem is that it rewards whoever can play the most. And that's not really fair. It should be like a comp style or a comp season style of thing. You know, every two weeks, I think, in, in my opinion, like, if you if you play 10 games and you beat regs and you and josh and gren that is more than enough to hit ultimate yeah. you know what i mean like yeah. you have proven that you are the best instead of someone who's gone 10 and 10 but they play 20 games like that's yeah. not you know i, hey, I, think I that mean if you us. meet those
2: players uh EA should just send you a trophy right
1: yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, they basically do. That's what the GWC is. So, <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, it's uh it's tough. They definitely need to fix rewards. I think it should be a fixed reward system as opposed to just whoever plays the most. I don't know. It, it needs to be adjusted. I think that hopefully next year it's not something that'll be ignored. I think we've made enough noise about it. I'd be stunned if it is still the same. And then just add a leaderboard too. Like you're not losing games if there's a leaderboard, which is funny. Like it, it sounds so redundant, but I guarantee you, there's a lot of players that would not drop down because they don't want their record ruined i mean i would try more right now whenever i play rivals yep. i i don't i'm
2: just i just don't try i don't care out, man
1: it's everybody yeah it's everybody. And, and, uh,
2: it gets annoying whenever you do lose against somebody that is taking it serious and they send you a message afterwards because yep. you can't pull the old hey
1: i wasn't trying card you know because how many people believe that you know <laughs> yep no yeah. i agree it's uh it sucks on the leaderboard we're gonna see some changes in hut next year i think I don't, I don't see any way that they would ignore it again if they do i, I I'm, I'm out of a job. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what's our
2: next one? All right, Maze. Maze, thank you for coming back as always. Um, so this might be a controversial slash sensitive subject. Maze, you always have a way of prefacing your questions like that. It's This isn't that <laughs> controversial. What are your guys' opinion on people playing Hot Champs on more than one account on one console? I personally don't like it because a really good player can easily destroy... 11 to 13 win round for the average player fine if it's two different consoles because you're matching up against a different player base and what would you guys do to change anything about the current hot champs matchmaking system in general Uh, the second question what is the best way to practice manual saucer passes and do you guys have any tips on when to use use them to full advantage last question this is regarding parallels if it comes to hud at some point can i basically just grind squad battles on rookie mode and rack up 30 goals with the same player aka mcdavid within the first week So first question on Hot Champs. Um, I don't like when the thing is, to me, at least Hot Champs should be the quintessential competitive mode in NHL. I don't like when people play on more than one account uh, on the same console because it's taking away another ranking, right, that somebody else could get. There's been times in the past. uh, I know Daddy Padre has experienced this quite a few times, right, where you finish like 21st. Um, and then two, there's two wow, accounts how in is the it top. It is always 20, him. It is right? literally always That's him. happened dude. him three times last year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> three times. He, he 21st. And it's then, that
1: central, it's those central yeah. lobbies where you get no
2: points. Yeah. So, and then, you know, you finish 21st, and then there's two guys in the top 20 that it's the same person, right? Yeah. So I don't think that should be allowed at all. Um, and what I would do to change anything about the current Hutchamps matchmaking slash system, I don't think there's much of a solve for it until there's cross console con uh, play. Um, yeah, I, I think right now if people aren't aware with how the matchmaking works, you match up with with people that are within a plus or minus eleven win differential than you, right? So yeah. for example, if you're eleven and zero, you can match up with people that are nineteen and zero all the way down to uh, five hundred, right? Yeah. Uh so that's how the system works. It's a wide range, but it has to be a wide range because it's a small player base. Yeah, Any it's your sleeves on uh the Hutchamp stuff.
1: No, cross console will definitely fix a lot of it, uh for sure, but yeah, I think that Hutchamp should be the I, I I've said this a number of times, it should be the thing that caters to the 1%. Hutchamp should be the thing that does not take the whole player base into account. And should take, you know, should be hard focused on the top end players to try and figure out who the best players are. Every weekend is the most competitive mode. And I think when you have guys that play on two different accounts, just like you said, it takes away a spot that someone else earned. Now, good on them for winning on two different accounts. If you play on two consoles, go ahead. But yeah, I'm not a huge fan of it. And not to mention, what is the point? Because the only point for doing it on two consoles or two two accounts is because you're going to trade those cards and try to make one super team which is against tos yeah right? i don't get the point at yeah, the only,
2: the only no point. I, well the only time i could see the point uh if you're a streamer and you're doing like a, a bronze team or something or like a free yeah, to play yeah, thing like, right? like, i Eki can does that, kind that. Of stuff.
1: that's different that's different if you were doing well i guess i would in fact he's doing it though he's probably going to get top 50
2: top 100 at the worst with a with a base team
1: i mean that but the people doing that are you could do that on your same account uh, yeah yeah it's too, no that's too few people but i see what you're saying no I, I would still play on the other console make another console team yeah i agree if you're you. a content creator and you're doing that kind of stuff then you you should be on another console doing I, yeah, that yeah, yeah, I, yeah. But, I don't yeah, know of anybody a, this year that does this by the way i'm sure there are people he does it at the end of the year when hud champs is done, or when gwc is done usually he'll do like a silver run uh, that's fine i that's whatever yeah. you know Um, Um, maze, your
2: second question on the saucer passes I've always liked, um, I don't really have the need to do it anymore, but if you go into practice mode and do like rush two one Oh, um, your players start right, like on the rush and you can kind of practice the timing and the player movement with saucer passes. And then also I will say, uh, self-promotion here. I do have a YouTube video on how to score on saucer passes. Um, and that kind of encapsulates a lot of the main goals that you would use saucer passes for in the offensive zone so i'd start there and then uh, use the rush setting and practice mode and uh, just practice the timing
1: and like the you know the, the
2: timing of the passes how long you have to hold it in
1: i'll say this if you cook it if you are on the left side of the face off dot and let's say you're coming down the left hand wing you've got to cook it pretty much maximum to get it over somebody to go back door Mm -hmm. And the thing about saucer passes is that there is literally zero aim assist or pass, you know, uh, uh, pass assist. not Aim assist, pass assist. So wherever you aim it, that is where it is going to go. So it's much more difficult than just a normal pass, even with the passing changes this year where it's much more difficult. So I score one probably every other game on just going down the wing and sending it into the middle, because even if you don't score on the backdoor tap in, um, you get just havoc in the crease. Um, but yeah, the, you, you really just need to practice it by going to practice mode off the rush. Uh, but basically the, the, most, the simplest one is on a rush where if you've got a winger going down the far side, closing, you're rushing right towards the net, send it into the middle. You, you just got to basically aim it. If you're on the left side, aim it three o'clock, vice versa, if you're going the other way, but it's a really good thing when you've got no passing lanes and you're on the rush. And it's a two on one. You know, someone's going to lie down, things like that. Mm-hmm. I scored all the time in, uh, in this game. Yeah, I honestly
2: think you could be a winning player online if you only forced a saucer pass across the crease, like on one of those yeah. far, sa- like far passes. I mean, Nippin' Biscuits made it to GWC. That's, uh, <laughs> that's all he did.
1: That year, that's that all he did. That's a
2: joke, Nippin'. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Kyle. Oh wait, sorry. There's the last question on the uh, parallels, and then sleeves. Yeah, you'd I be can, better at
1: answering that one. Yeah. So, um, if at any point, so if parallels got added, it's an MLB feature where you get experience with every single card, and they can go up five ratings or five parallel levels. Um, so he's saying, couldn't you just go into squad battles in rookie mode, rack up thirty goals to the same player? It doesn't work like that because it, um, it, it scales. So you would have to be like, you know, Cartman in World of Warcraft killing sheep to to <laughs> go up on rookie. You'd have to score like seven thousand yeah till you die yeah. <laughs> remember that one <laughs> well, yeah yes, it that's went, it it went
2: episode sleeves
1: that is one of the best Yes. yeah
2: yeah they've been doing it for years H- like like hats off to the, the south park guys H- did you watch any of the new episodes
1: dude i haven't watched since i was like well, probably 2007 2008 you're missing out the they yeah, handled that. the pandemic situation pretty oh, funny it's got to be
2: perfect it is great you know uh so um <laughs> were you still answering this uh parallel
1: no no no. like it it just it, it it scales so offline gets less experience and it's not just goals it'll be like experience so playing an online game all of your cards will get a little xp but if they score in an online game they get more if they get an assist if they get you know all that kind of stuff so it doesn't work like that yeah
2: uh kyle kriz asked good pod today fellas was wondering how you guys would feel about ea bringing back Goalie quick swap into rivals and possibly hut champs. I know it caused issues in the past, but I think it would be a welcome back feature and would make it so people actually use their backup goalie slot for something other than just a synergy filler. So not that I not that I want this back, this feature, but it's one of those things where I'm not sure why. Like, I, I know why it was taken out because it was used as like a desync glitch or something. Right. So they just removed the ability for players to swap in their backup goalie. Um, It's something that shouldn't have been removed from the game, right? Um,
1: Yeah, it it wasn't removed because it was a feature they didn't want to have in the game. It's literally because they didn't have a fix for 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 player desyncing, which is kind of inexcusable in 2022 that they can't figure out a way to not have that for a billion dollar company but hey that's just the life we live in nhl um unfortunately we don't uh, always get the the fixes we get the band-aids much like with the ar stuff where all of the the cool new graphics on the ice those are, go- are gone now because we get player glitching every single game if they're still in so yeah and I, I
2: i can't really think of why i would use it unless you have like two goalies that are the exact same overall one catches left one catches right you know, maybe switch up or confuse somebody in the second or third period. Um, yeah, I, do. I would love yeah. it with
1: the aggression thing. You got a guy who, who doesn't uh, who doesn't take one timers and just take short side wristers the whole game. Put someone in with high aggression. Yeah, that makes sense. You could use it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know it'd help out the people like you with a God
2: Squad, right? You could have like an amazing backup goalie that's like ninety-one aggression, right-handed. Yeah, I'm like, sure. You imagine
1: that you bring in the closer, and you switch guy God's right-handed.
2: From... <laughs> How great would that be? That'd be so good, That'd be dude. funny. Um, so Metro, do you, uh, Metro Achilles 2, do you have any game mode ideas for Hutt? Here's mine. Hutt Eliminator, pretty similar to style to one's Eliminator in World of Chow. Could do one player from your team or whole team. Play for a period. Winner moves to the next round. Winner gets choice of coins or untradable <coughs> pack.
1: Ooh, so you're saying 1v1 and you get to pick one player on your
2: team? Or the whole team. You play for a period. Winner moves on to the next round. I almost
1: like I almost like just the eliminator aspect where you pick Same, one player. Same, I, I think so as well it's quick fun like you know play to one yeah. or just play one period like yeah. it love it dude that's that'd be fun they can't do they can't do anything like that until it's cross console though there's not enough of a player base um, I still think if they had a BR mode like uh, draft champs that'd be better um just because it's a little bit more um there's a little bit more to it but i love the eliminator idea the tech is already i mean they'd figure out a way to not be able to put it in but (laughs) yeah the tech is already in the game you would think so i really like that idea i have never thought about it either yeah i mean that would be fun right something to do uh just to mess around one period yeah yeah
2: you know you you have lemieux or whatever you have you have bob probert just to knock some people down or something you know it'd be fun yeah the meta i mean my only idea for a game mode in hud is literally salary cap modes or draft champs or battle royale right one of those things just to
1: but i've been I saying as a that creator, for years like they're hard like i don't think the majority of the player base would like a draft champs um just because it's it'd be very difficult it's for the more competitive players um unless there's like a program tied to it where even if you don't have to go 12 and 0 or 8 no or whatever it would be you can just play enough and eventually you unlock stuff Mm-hmm. um but I, yeah, like, I think that a mode like that, I just want a shootout mode. Like, why is there not a shootout mode in Hut? Hey, that would be fun. Give me that. Man. Yeah, I mean, you have they can't do rivals. it until cross console. That's just which is why. Uh, yeah. So like, <laughs> can we get that out of like, Like, uh, um, yeah, like, I, I don't know why there isn't an overtime in comp season. Like, just let me fly through 50 games. Like, yeah, there's a lot of things like that, which it was what I thought
2: Rush would be. But it's yeah. not, you know? Yeah. Yeah um bookkeeper number 65 asks hey guys just wondering what your thoughts are on this i'm loving these recent events how everybody can easily obtain msps but i feel as the ones we pull in packs should already be 92 it just <laughs> isn't fun for me pulling that same with x factors uh uh i just i, I kind of skipped through the last little bit here at bookkeeper because i think ea kind of answered your question this week right
1: yeah um, with the 93 it's tough that you can pull the 90s the 86s yeah i think that but, that pack
2: pull rate should be 0.
1: 0.0 yeah like i don't yeah i don't like it's like they're close and they're still trying at least they're listening because mm-hmm. i'm curious to think i don't think that they had that like i don't think they had that as the idea uh to have the 93s available yeah print, yeah no i think that's something that they adjusted and i think it's we like, we definitely had influence on that like the community not just the game changers, but i think that yeah
2: yeah, so this is our third or fourth event, I forget which one that's had these third power map. up. So, yeah, the third one, right? So they've learned <coughs> Oh, excuse me. Oh, I was holding in that sneeze trying to talk. Um <laughs> so within the within three events they learned and corrected, right? So yep. who's to say that they don't make further improvements? I think it's great that they've made these improvements.
1: Yeah, it's close. Um I just yeah, I hope it it's funny because the people that complain are the ones that have God Squad. Like I said, I said it when the 22 event was out. I'm like, for people that have a God Squad, it's the event isn't as exciting because these 92s are capped. I mean, I just think that if you're going to do it like this, you have the tech. Why not just let us go? Why, did, why do they have to be capped? I just don't get it. If you're going to invest 400K in a card, why does that have to be capped? If they end up getting a team of the week or primetime or something later on in the year, let it, let it go. Let's let it, let's let it get up. <laughs> yep. I don't uh, know. Uh, yeah, <laughs> Piscaticus, Uh as a new HUB
2: player, I've been joining the podcast. Congratulations on the wedding. So no question there, but thank you for Let's the go. comment. Yeah. So CampOwn86 asks, do you think NHL 23 will be on next-gen only next year? I know not everybody has the ability to play on these consoles, but I'm hoping the team can put all their resources into a next-gen only game that will only have two consoles to configure for cross-play. So I can say... Without, I don't know anything about the next game. I know like two small things, right? Maybe, but like nothing about, you know, consoles or whatever. I I can say with 98% certainty, there's going to be an NHL 23 on PlayStation 4 and Xbox One, and it Mm -hmm. will be the exact same thing that came out on NHL 22, right? Wouldn't you agree with that? What do you mean? Like, it'll be the same game as 22, just updated rosters. Uh,
1: It'll have whatever...
2: (laughs) you think because that's remember nhl Was it the legacy edition 15
1: i don't remember maybe roster sharing eliminates that that's the thing about roster sharing is like roster sharing eliminates the need to just it can't they can't just make updated rosters anymore so maybe i'm wrong then but i, I just feel I think, like i think that you'll get the new modes and everything like that the graphics just won't be the same again i don't
2: Maybe I'm wrong. I just I was just thinking back to the NHL like 15 like Legacy Edition that came out
1: on PS3. Was 16 not on the PS4 or PS3 and Xbox 360?
2: NHL 14 came out on Xbox 360 that, and I PlayStation That's 3 this one. Yeah, that was one of the best ones, right? The new yeah. consoles were already out. NHL 15 came out on the next gen cons- consoles. It was their first one and the prior gen version, I don't think it had any new modes. I don't think so.
1: It was it was mm. called like NHL Legacy Edition. I don't. Yeah, I don't remember if I didn't play it. I had the next gen game. Yeah, yeah, I. um, I think that uh, here's the problem, man. If they have cross console, I don't think that it'll be cross gen. Like Mm-mm. their inability to make cross console now. It worries me that we we might not get cross console next year, but we'll get cross gen um where like ps4 can play ps5 um, but i'd be stunned i think that we're gonna get cross console um but i don't know if it'd be cross gen like i don't know I, I don't see how they would eliminate because it it's such a big to not make it on the old system guys like a lot of their a lot of their almost all of their or a large majority of their sales comes from the game sales hut does not while it does bring in a lot of money it is not as big as what you guys think so you're wiping out two consoles that you know when people a lot of people can't get the new ones I think next year would be the last one where the old gen has them. Maybe
2: Yeah, maybe my example is bad just because the last time new consoles came out, there wasn't this chip shortage or whatever was going on. Yeah, it's
1: really bad. But they've had such a heck of a time. I haven't played on the old gen system. I can only imagine, though. It's got to feel slow. Yeah, I haven't played on it either. Yeah, I don't know. But it'll be interesting to see. I hope to God we get cross console. I'd be stunned if we don't um but yeah we you never know i i i, I pray that we do because it, it helps out nhl more than any other game so
2: yeah it's gonna be like uh i'm gonna start playing against people that i haven't seen in like 10 years right it'll oh, be like I know. it's it's gonna be like after the blip in marvel like whenever people came back after thanos snapped them like five <laughs> years later it's like oh, i didn't know you're still you still existed yeah dude absolutely man uh i think that's it for the questions though yeah that is it for the questions we did have other news sleeves this week though lay um, on gwc was confirmed again
1: true i guess yeah i completely forgot yeah i mean i did i was a part of it last year you almost won it i wouldn't um, say almost won it i made it far <laughs> of it did uh, <laughs> well You did well yeah i mean we knew that was coming batman did announce at the end of last year when when gren won that there would be a 2022 gwc don't have any details yet other than the fact that it will be on f- uh four consoles i don't know how that is going to operate but um yeah. It's always tough when it's ultimate team, I think, uh, because there's money involved in in spending and building up your teams. Um, but I think it's the only way they could do it. You you know, hockey kind of gets blasted for being um, uh, an expensive sport, and I think that's really what holds back the sport because you just it's so hard for so many kids to, to get into it because their parents just can't afford it. Mm-hmm. Be an awful look for the NHL to be like, hey, you know what? You can't compete in our tournament unless you have the – jacked up new systems that no one can buy and you're gonna pay in 600 you know by a reseller you know so yeah i understand it i'm curious to see how the format's gonna work um but yeah i'm glad i hope i'm a part of it again and uh you know are you gonna compete uh you know barring me like falling off a building or
2: something i probably will try um Let's go, dude. i definitely have to improve a little bit you know
1: um, i'd be curious man yeah. I'm cu- i always love gwc i love covering it and casting it because i like i know a lot of the people in the community just from you know my time in in the community now as a creator but it's also fun i love watching this game being played at the highest level when it's two players that are just as good as each other going at it when they're trying to make plays trying Mm -hmm. to hold down not be you know trying to keep the nerves in check because i know what that's like you know i might not play on the big stage for 100 grand or whatever but like i know what it's like when you're nervous in a shell game with the last minute to go So I'm excited. And and last year
2: was such an improvement, too. Like, I actually had fun. Like, I usually don't watch like uh, events on Twitch and stuff, but like, I watched most of those four weeks when I was like uh, the divisions that were lined up.
0: And I
2: I was excited to see you on there, but like, it was fun watching the games, you know? Like, it was just, it was a really well done event. There's a lot to build on from last year.
1: I agree. I hope that it does well. And like I said, yeah, I hope I am a a part of the broadcast crew again, joining Nasher and Arda. Um, They are the goats, but I'm I'm glad that I got my opportunity last year. And We'll see, though. Yeah. Um, But uh, I think that's going to do it for episode 12, guys. Anything left, buddy?
2: Uh, No, I'm good, man. Thanks. Uh, Dude, episode 12 it's crazy 312 thank you guys
1: for all the downloads if you if you guys don't download maybe think about giving us a download that's the only track we have we can't track views unfortunately i don't believe so uh if you if you want to give us a download that does help because then we can track how we're doing and we appreciate all the comments and hanging out guys it's been really fun we love doing this uh me and me and keso started doing this just to kind of shoot the shit for an hour every week and uh we've been having a lot of fun with it so uh always good to hang out with you keso and guys thank you make sure you ask those questions on the reddit thread i'll post it on uh tuesday when the video when the when the podcast goes live Uh, so we'll see you guys then have a good one